This episode of Getting Tabled is brought to you by Valhalla Hobby. Use code GT2305 to get 5% off any order over $100. That's ValhallaHobby.com. Brought to you by some guys on the internet. This is Getting Tabled. With your hosts, Jason the Bruce. You guy! George the Yang. I hope you're all entertained by my ineptitude. Jason, a.k.a. Major Socks. We've been doing this and talking about various stuff. One of the stuff. Now sit back, relax, and get tabled. Hello, future people, and welcome to episode 108 of Getting Tabled with your host, Greg the Stop Sign. Greg the Stop Sign. Oh, oh, and that Bruce guy, too. You guys need to listen to the song if you haven't already. Um, yes, we are here. We are back. We've also got the main man. The only reason you listen to us fools to begin with. It's Major Socks. Yeah, I'm actually in the military this time, and I've got socks instead of whatever else Bruce decides to put me in. So, <laughs> yeah, it's great to be back with friends, and uh, George is somewhere up there, and uh, he's actually here this week yes i'm actually here uh, i was just gonna say you, you need to go dogs. get your uh well we we, we had a, a dog get spayed uh friday so it's kind of kind of chaos this weekend because oh, yeah. we have two birthdays um I, I was gonna say though you need to go legally get your name changed from jason to tom so that you can actually say yes i do tom foolery stuff because oh, that, that, that's a desperate gra- grasping of straws <laughs> that's terrible <laughs> um yep so we're back uh, the, i suppose the big question all of the listeners want to know george is did you win the dog prize that you had been uh i did not actually enter anything um i was i was hosting and cooking no i was hosting and cooking we we had uh some of casey's dog show friends over um however uh for those who understand dog shows and uh, points and stuff like that doozy the puppy uh got her championship title so that was a big thing nice i'm gonna say nice but yeah yeah it's for 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 dog nerds like casey it's 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 kind of a big thing so uh it it was a good weekend it was fun uh we played a lot of cards against humanity um i laughed since I played that. I laughed way too hard at a uh, factual like correlation of question card and answer card. Uh, I'm a terrible human being for laughing at it. Um, That's yeah. kind of the point. No, I mean, it's really terrible. It, it brings oh. out the worst in people in the best way. Cards Against Humanity is a great game. You just have to have the right audience for it um, because the answers that come out will be inappropriate um, and it will be crass. And that is kind of the point. It's supposed to inspire that. You have to have an audience that's going to be on board with it. Like if you have a group that aren't going to like dead baby jokes, for example, probably don't bring it out in that don't group. That game. Because somebody somebody will make a joke that's really on the nose. All right. We've got a lot we of news to cover. Some news. Newly received or noteworthy information, especially about recent or important events. So, before we get into the news, I just want to touch on one thing. For a lot of people in the tabletop gaming community, this weekend is about one thing and one thing only. And, to a large extent, we don't really care about Leviathan. I mean, we do. I mean, we understand that it's very popular. But we've already covered it to death. Um, The only thing that we would be talking about today would be the fact that there's certain countries in the world that are getting ripped off again. And it's the same conversation we've had last time. Um, The value of the box set's amazing, but at this point it's kind of irrelevant. Um, It's pretty much going to be sold out it's sold out everywhere in australia it will be everywhere that you look at it's been selling out insanely fast so there's no i I would still be griping about the tyranids having hooves so i mean (laughs) 
<laughs> Anyways, we don't have uh, Games Workshop this week, so uh, we got a whole list of other things, though. Yeah, yep. we got uh, Mantic There's Games. Yes. Mantic Games with, I'm sorry, really, really pretty looking birds. So the Northern Alliance are getting some releases, which is good because we haven't really seen any Northern Alliance stuff since they came out, really. So these are the Frost Craw, sorry, Frost Claw Raiders, which is dwarves riding giant ravens. I mean, they it's cool. dwarves riding giant ravens. Why would you not want this? George I love these uh, so much. I like dwarves, but I don't know about these guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm... like like the whole like correlation of dwarves and Norse and Nordic theming, and then of course you know Odin and his crows. Like it works. I feel like like a I feel like they look a little bird. bit more like eagles than they do ravens. But I don't know canonically what they're supposed to be. They look like ravens the way they're painted. Doesn't I? I, I would almost say like you know like maybe a different type of you know predatory type bird like an actual predatory type bird instead of a scavenger like which is what a crow is or a raven yeah you know, they like i would love to see actually a giant owl i think that would look pretty freaking yeah. slick i was just thinking i don't of think owl. i've ever, i don't think i've ever seen somebody do that that would actually be a really cool mini right hey louie are you listening design a really cool mini <laughs> be, uh, what was it uh guardians of cthulhu or whatever at the movie where it's like the owls and they have like their armor plating and stuff like that i mean yeah. come on folks like there's a there's source material right there make your own thing and why is my heater off because oh, you're geez. freezing up there in wyoming um it is 55 degrees right now so <laughs> wow that's really hot oh, all right sorry let me <laughs> let us convert for you george or bruce <laughs> anyways we also have so the northern alliance is kind of it's like an alliance in the north it's exactly what it sounds like so it's kind of like the equivalent i would say of um the um night's watch or no the wildlings the, the, the sigma cities whatever they're called um, but yeah, it's got, yeah, but yeah, Wildlings is probably a better example. This particular one, uh, you get Northern Alliance Ice King Hunters or Half Elf Berserkers. Um, I mean, you could buy, you, you could build one of each or build them all the same. This is just a jewel kit, like a lot of their jewel kits. I really like these for what they are. I mean, they are really cheap, which obviously helps. Um, because yeah, if you uh, go to the third link you posted, it's all, it's both kits for, um, yeah, 45. Yeah, there's, a, there's a box set coming out as well, which is the ambush starter set these are kind of like your your small buy-in sets uh but unlike the equivalent from games workshop these are actually a starter set that's at an easier price there's obviously less contents in them but games workshop doesn't release starter sets because no one wants to spend 800 on a box well that is true um they, they I, did, I really they like these ones with ultramarines and they didn't sell well so <laughs> um i don't i think i i really like the raven riders personally if i was to build i mean the good thing about a giant bird is that you could kind of paint it any way you wanted to if you wanted to paint one up to be a bald eagle you probably could i mean the beak I mean, will look wrong but does anybody really matter uh, does anybody really care i mean it i mean w once you get to a bird that size you can like just say oh it's like this i mean yes the, exactly. the beak is is the telling point so like you know, a peregrine falcon yo that beak shape is entirely wrong you can fudge an eagle crow um a bunch of other birds you could get away with that um yeah. i'm gonna say between the two kits i'm gonna say the the dwarves on the the crow writers even though i'm a little like yeah. on the crows it feels it feels off for you well it, i mean it's it, very and it's a very non-dwarven thing to do which i th 
I think it's the point. Yeah. Uh, my, my next argument of doing something with owls, um, d- this is Northern Alliance, you know, implying cold and stuff like that. You really don't see, you know, you see more like, you know, owl type birds. Like, yeah. I, yeah, true. So, snowy owl, big giant that's snowy a, owl. Right. Yeah. The giant headwig. Giant headwig is going to wreck your world. <laughs> so, I have two two thoughts in mind for our owl riders. Either we're designing a game around mice, so it's mice heroes, and therefore the owl is actually real size. size. Or, oh, like that Australian documentary I watched a few years ago, The Rescuers Done Under. Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, I love that movie. <laughs> Um, it, it, it is a good movie. I'll be on the giving Bruce crap for being a documentary. <laughs> the other question, I mean, if you were going to have somebody writing owls, who would you have doing it? Druids? Wizards? Well, are you talking like a yeah. class or a race type? Either. Just conversation. Um, dru- Druids, obviously. Like, you could throw a druid on a sort of giant mounted animal. Like, that's what druids do. They find big yeah. animals and they ride them. Um, for an owl, I would definitely say something like, you know, a very dwarf because it's, you know, if you look at owls and their personality, they're very stoic like you know they puff up their chest they observe right you know Mm. also they're they're more of a a knight you know because the dwarves they have great you know dark vision tunneling underground owls great night vision seems like a a pretty good match right there yeah that would be cool i mean elves comes to mind but realistically if you're going to do elves why would you not put them on eagles yes or 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 what what you've always done yeah or a giant falcon like i could see elves on a giant you know like peregrine falcon like that's yeah yeah i really like this but let's move on to some Bushido. I love the Bushido game. It's so good. Alright, to start off with, we have Fungus because if you're doing a Bucky Mono hero, you've got to have it with a really silly name. Uh, I, I quite like Fungus. He's disgusting in the best way. Um, he's just, <laughs> there's something seriously wrong with this guy. <laughs> so, I would already just be lazy and I'm just calling him Gus Gus. Like, sure. No Fungus, Gus Gus. He's Gus Gus. Um, so, this guy's nice and cheap. He only costs you 7 rice i mean i'm just going to show the card on screen if you would like to look to see what he does i definitely think this is going to be somebody that we're going to need um whether he whether he is competitive is another question i've only had a quick look at it but for seven rice where can you go wrong really um moving on ryuko is a new it's it's a female warrior that's like wearing the same armor as a male and like she's not half naked yeah they do that in bushido quite a lot surprisingly (laughs) i'm shocked but Based on the stereotype of what, you know, nerd culture does with yeah, female I characters. I know where you're getting at, yeah. <laughs> uh, so Ryuko is a samurai uh, for the prefecture. She's 15 rice. Again, I'm not going to go through everything. Um, I'm just showing it off on screen. I-, I quite like the model, probably more so than the art, honestly. I actually think the model looks... The, the face in the artwork is a little bit weird. Yeah, uh, but the model is amazing. Uh, uh, the face I... in the artwork looks like it wasn't finished. So the the artwork on the card looks very traditional for the the, the era true. and the fe- era and feel of feudalism um that model is just it, it is stunning though um it's gorgeous if, yeah. if, if we were to go through and do you know a top 10 sculpts of the year uh we would be amiss at not including this one it is really really nice yeah mm-hmm. uh the ito also have somebody so get bang on in the comments about how horrible poison is even though all of you are wrong um this might be my new favorite ito model this guy is just phenomenal the a new model for the heavyman. Um, this guy is super expensive, which is kind of the way that all of the heavymen are, really. 22 rice. Uh, but this guy, this guy looks nuts. 
I love this model so much. Um, I don't know how competitive the heavy men are really because they are stupid expensive. Um, I mean, they're, they're very elite basically, but again, gorgeous sculpt. I love that it's a rattler. Yeah, I was going to say, that's the thing that's bugging me is that it is a rattler and I don't know if that's even a thing in Japan. I don't think it is. No, it's it's in a US thing, but they're trying to, it's a fantasy world, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, no, I, I get it. I just, you know, like, you know, pull, pull from that culture's fantasy, you know, like. They have, that they have a lot of different they're trying to expand the different snakes is what they're doing sure that's fair um i i i think uh you know showing off some cobras and some other stuff more regional mm. versus you know part of the world that, you know, that this country has never heard of so uh, still looks great don't get me wrong still looks great so yeah no i get what you say uh we also have senshi which is one of the fox people that are coming out so we've already had a look at the starter set for this box this is one of their individual heroes so senshi is 17 Ross. Again, I'm not going through everything. I'm just kind of showing it off. For those that are looking at the video edition of the podcast, you'll be able to see it on screen. Otherwise, the link's in the show notes, as always, at gettingtabled.com. And then finally, this is a model that we have seen before, but it was not available from memory. Uh, this one is Hafuku, with a name that's really hard to say. Uh, 19 Rice. I'm not going yep. to pronounce it that way. <laughs> <laughs> no, but um, yeah. Hafuku is, yeah, 19 Rice. Nice again, like gorgeous model. Yeah, I'm that large pole with the, the samurai sword. Yeah, stick it up the top. I'm kind of struggling to say which of these models is my favorite. So I'm 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 fawning and fanboying over the foxes because like the foxes have totally just like captured my attention for the effects and looks. But the Ryoku model, have you ordered them yet? I have not. You're going to? Uh, I don't know if I'm going to do a pre-order because I'm bought more flooring to finish the flooring in my house. Uh, j- like I said, uh, just did some uh, birthday stuff for the 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 teenager um summer vacation type thing coming up so um, um no, and- I, as i said ryoku i think the models look good she hands down kills it she is the best looking of of this batch mm-hmm. what about your socks i liked her as well uh but i kind of like Fuku just the way his pose with the, the sword uh yeah no admit it you just like it because you can mispronounce his name no <laughs> <laughs> I liked it even when I was just looking at the model even before I realized what his name was. So when I before the we started the podcast recording. But uh, by the way, GTC Studios love the wordplay on his name. Uh, I think my favorite, honestly, is the Ito. Uh, I just I love the sculpt. Uh, the fact that it's not a, a snake that exists in that area of the world doesn't bug me at all. Um, because I know what the background is. So I really really like it. <laughs> um, Ben was talking about some bolt action this week, so I came across some terrain that I thought was interesting. Maybe Ben can buy all of this for his bolt action that he wants to play. Uh, Microart Studio are releasing a whole heap of pre-painted um, terrain for World War II. I mean, I guess you could use it for modern day, but it would look a little bit odd. Yeah. I mean, not necessarily. I mean, you know, if you travel to the right part of Europe, modern day, True. you're still going to see this. I mean, that's that's the cool thing about Europe is there's such a, uh, like, what's the word? Wide range of era that you could use these buildings yeah. for. Yeah, it's, it's, it's multi-era architectural that uh, architecture you can see within an hour of each other yeah um first of all love the fact that uh that entire kit the farm bundle is 160 euros so we'll call that like 170 bucks that's a little pricey but when it comes pre-painted yeah big time um i like the fact that they're using the same miniatures in every picture you'll notice that there's a truck that gets used in every single one of them to show the scale of everything i really like that they've done that um for those that that have played sniper elite 5 i really feel like that's what i'm looking at is just out um areas from the video game where I've gone and killed Nazis. Um, and I like the fact that the pre-painted actually has texture in it. It's not just 
Okay, yeah. this bit is red, this bit is grey, uh, there's a little bit of green here, and then you're expected to um, do up. The, like, there's actual texture detail on, on this. Right, like, the, the, really the roof nice. tiles are, are different colours and different tiles. gradients. Mm, some of them actually really, really has good. rainwater stains on the roof tiles themselves, on some of the other buildings that I've seen too. Oh, it comes with pre-cut, pre-cut acrylic windows as well, which is nice. That's Ooh, that's a nice little touch. It skip. is a nice yeah. touch. Oh, I really, nice really look. like this stuff. They've done really, really well. Uh, I have to agree with you, George. The $160 for the farm bundle is, I mean, that that's a steal. Well, they've got a... Uh, sorry, not not dollars, a, pounds, but yeah. They've got you look at the town, Yeah. 289 oh, pounds, God. 290 pounds, and, and that's a look lot to of... The, look at the other one. That's 440 uh, euro. I don't look at that one. Oh, the 440 oh, comes yeah. with the table as well. Yeah. Like, I mean, if you think about it, you know, it comes with the table, right? So 440 euro, right? That's a lot of money. Oh, hey, I just bought this. It just showed up. I have a table with terrain to play on now. I don't need to do anything else. Yeah. Uh, for some people, like, that's that's a good thing. I mean, the, the time and it takes to get put together, paint, you know, just to play, you know, that's huge. To do yeah. something like this, if you can afford to do it, it's like the, the Black Sight Studio stuff, you know? It's like, if you can afford it, go for it. Oh, hey, JP. I stand corrected. It does not come with the... Um... Oh, it's not JP. It's Shay. Okay. Hello, Shay. I, I stand corrected. It does not come with the gaming mat. I'm just trying Doesn't. to figure out what the difference is because all the buildings are the same in those two images. No, it comes oh, no, with... no, they're one. not. No, no, it's just... Okay, it's just zoomed in. Okay, never mind. And yes, hi, Shay. No, For those I of think... you that are wondering why we're randomly saying hello to somebody, because our Patreon get the opportunity to listen to us record live. So that's somebody taking advantage of that. But yeah, I really, really like this stuff. This stuff is really, really pretty. Uh, there, there is stuff that's been released before if you want to keep on going down the page but it was specifically the new stuff i wanted to look at um, so quick quick question for socks here how is this stuff uh scale wise do you know to a uh, company of heroes it's a lot smaller oh. company of heroes is a lot smaller company my, building, like... my building for company of heroes is about this big whereas these ones are going to probably be what is that a house for ants yes company of heroes is about 15 mil i would say yeah. that's just imagine imagine the fun you could have like taking oh, yeah. like four of your card tables back there and just setting up an entire like Normandy City. That would be fun. That would, be, would fun. be a lot of fun. It would be very expensive, but that would be a lot of fun. He's he's an he's an O four on the Air Force. He can afford it. <laughs> <laughs> you, you can you, oh, oh oh that's right 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 yeah oh five yeah so yeah you definitely can afford it you can you no, can google it and find out how much with five kids oh oh four with five kids still <laughs> you you can google and find out how much he makes oh five is in a couple of years hopefully fingers crossed and then he then he can pay for all of us to go to adepticon adepticon or gencon yes <laughs> you'll be able to afford my, you'll be able to afford my airflight so that'll be fine <laughs> All right, moving on. We've got a couple of stories from Deep Cut Mat uh, Studios. These particular mats started getting shown off for um, Star Wars because, well, that's going to be pretty obvious why in a few minutes. Uh, I really like the Shallow Waters one. I think it looks really, really pretty. Uh, they're showing it off in a... almost as a drop zone or drop fleet mat too. Yeah, you can, yeah, I could see that. It's probably a little bit too close to the ground for it. It, but it might be. But... This is the company that sells the drop fleet ones too, just for yeah. the record. Yep. Uh, undersized and version. You can get one that's specifically with the shadow point markings so for those of you that struggle to have to measure things out all the time you can just do it that way so that you just have to put the tokens down uh we also have a desert map because you need to have a desert map because it's star wars i was going to call it a tomb kings map but yeah i suppose that works i suppose tatooine is desert yeah you could use this for whatever you want really but uh and last but not least if you want to kill anakin skywalker and give birth to darth vader then this is your lava map deep cut studio makes some really good maps 
the fact that these are pretty shouldn't be surprising anybody. That's a Fire Slayer map right there. Yeah. You can buy it in a 6x4 too. Buy it in the mouse map and it'll cost you 80 euro. Pretty good value. I yeah. I, w I would. Can we get it in the new Sigmar size? Oh, yeah, you can, it looks like. Ooh. Uh, yes. Yes, you can. I would still buy it 6x4 though, personally. All right, well, my table's not going to be 6x4, so. Oh, don't then. Yeah. Um, that looks really good. Uh, Again, Deep Cut Studios, their maps just look amazing. And ha having, you know, spent years and years, you know, playing on game boards, these neoprene mats, like just rolling them out and just using it without anything else on it, just adds so much to the gameplay. Yeah. Like, I've done some games where it's like, we're on a wood cof coffee table kind of thing, and it's just like, it looks so like lame sauce because, you know, it's just a wood coffee table, and you got a couple yeah. things for a train, that's it. Throwing something like this down just does so much to add so much depth to the game. And for the yeah. price, it's just, it's amazing. My water mat that's right back here on my table, that's Deep Cut Studios. Absolutely love it. Absolutely yeah. love it. It's a 4x6 got, ocean mat. I've got quite a few. I've got one of their Drop Fleet ones. Um, I have um, yeah, I have quite a few of their mats. Uh, I have a big 6x4 grass mat that I don't think I've ever used yet. Um, I have a 3x3 mat. Uh, nope, that's by somebody else. But yeah, no, Deep Cut Studios have quite a few. The only thing to keep in mind with Deep Cut Studios is postage, especially if you're living far away. If you can buy this stuff in a group order, you will be much happier. If you're in Europe, it's not so bad, but for us down here in Australia, it works out to be quite expensive. Mm -hmm. So you're better off doing a group order if that's I was going to go. Past experience, like shipping from like Europe to the US hasn't been too terribly bad. No, it's, it's worse for us than it is for you guys. Well, you're on the other side in a different hemisphere. So, I mean, yeah. No, I'm not bitching about it. Like, yeah, I, no, I, I understand why it's expensive. Yeah. I like anyway. That, Ooh, Which one though? There, so I just went to their normal mats in uh, icy waters because dystopian wars can be played in the Arctic areas, and so they have an icy waters mat. I'll uh, put it in the chat real quick. I found it. You found it. I like that one. Oh, that look. Oh, that. That's one of those colors of blue where it's just like it just looks Ooh, so lovely. good. Yes, it looks so amazing. It's just I. Oh, I can just look that at is that. really nice. That's a, like teal and blue. It's really yeah, nice. Yeah, with with the like, almost. Ice so that, that's not the one that you have, obviously. No, it's not. I have a deep ocean blue uh, mat, um, okay. but I like this one. This might have to be my next one that I get. Uh, this one I'm... looks so good that like you get this, and when you go to play any sort of game, you just put that down on the table to you know make it easier to pick up cards, tokens, whatever, and just use that as your game mat. Period. Yeah. Forget like a terrain mat for a miniature game. That looks that's so beautiful. Now, now I have to look at the deep ocean. Oh, I found Water World. Yeah, Water, Water World. World. That's, that's, that's the one. I think I prefer the icy one personally. This does look very pretty. Though. I got I didn't I think icy waters maybe a newer one um because I got oh, water world nice, nice. one of one of the first mats I got them was was water world um I mean, I, I mean I like th this looks good but the icy one I think just that different shade of blue like you know the, like not, that water looks cold yeah it really color, does color blue that you see in most water mats I mean you've seen the Caribbean style where you got the white bluish stuff like that um but that icy waters one I really like that one mm -hmm. um especially when one of my son's fleet so my son's just got their uh, starter set for dystopian wars this week and he my son uh they got the hunt for prometheus set and my son took commonwealth and commonwealth one of the commonwealth ships can actually create icebergs as part yeah. of the weaponry so that'd be a fun one to play on that ice mat all of a sudden just see a little iceberg terrain piece pop up so. yeah no i yeah that would be a lot of fun all right moving on we can't sit here and look at this website forever uh this I mean, week we, we got a preview of the oh yeah i know we could <laughs> 
Um, we're going to preview this week of an, another upcoming Shatterpoint. Uh, I'm going to repeat the same thing I said with Socks last episode. Um, this is really starting to feel like it's being... Th- th- there's a lot of reveals happening for this very, very quickly. The releases are starting to feel a little bit too frequent. Uh, it's not as bad as the Marvel, but it's clearly going to end up going to that level, I think. Um, I Fistful of credits. look at it, but the, uh, the link is uh, broken for me. Oh. It may be because... Are you part of the uh, Shatterpoint? Oh, it's because you're not on the great. That may be why. Sock, send me a screenshot. <laughs> Please. Done. You got it, Bruce? Yep, it's in the chat. So this is, I, I can't remember. We've got Cad Bane, we've got Aura Singh, and we've got Bounty Hunters. Um, Cad Bane is obviously going to be a character that's going to get a lot of attention because, well, Cad Bane's always been very popular. Cad Bane. Yeah, pretty much. Um, it's not a box I would buy, I don't feel, uh, but it's definitely something that's going to get attention, and, and deservedly so. Yeah. I like the sculpt too, honestly. Uh, George is finally looking. Yeah. Um... First of all, the name of the box I think is absolutely amazing. Yeah, th- their naming conventions on this game have been very good. Um, that is that is the absolute perfect name, especially with the whole you know bringing Cad Bane into Mandalorian, which is Star Wars in the Wild Wild West. Let's yeah. yes. let's be honest. And yeah, no, that's so. And, and I'm not going to disagree with you saying like there's all this you know push on the uh, you know the releases and stuff, Bruce. But on the other hand, too, though, I do like it that they've got all this faction stuff like from the mm. get-go to you know help push and get this this game out to the public now now here's my next critique of it uh what are they going to do in a year for releases what are they going to do in a year and a half for releases have you seen how large the star wars universe is i i understand that but i don't you know, think that's going to be a problem each of these box sets have five or six things sure i get that but you know who wants to you know sure i'm, I'm sure there's someone out there who wants to play a gungan army whatever but how how popular is <laughs> that going to be compared to you know a Wookiee you know or you know Darth Maul or General Grievous like Guggins sure there's going to be the little niche group for it but it's not going to have the same shelf power that you know the stuff they've already put out there is going to have um I think it's probably fit like it's fair I mean to some extent you can draw from the original movies and realistically they haven't even touched them yet yeah no yeah for sure I also I also like the fact that they have started with the the Clone Wars the prequels well I no I, I was trying to say this in like as rude and nice a way as possible the um the star wars that is not my childhood prequel trilogy oh yeah fair but a lot of what they've been doing so far has been um clone wars specifically which which is still based off that you know it's not my childhood prequel trilogy i like the fact they have started there which does give them to room to move to new hope empire return all the other stuff you know eventually this uh last trilogy that was now they're just uh disney milking a cow dry here's my I hope. I'm hoping that we don't see anything from the original trilogy until year two, because I'd like them to do with that what they did with X-Men for Marvel, which is everybody's screaming for it by the time it finally comes out. That's what I'd like to see. That's that's probably a pretty good idea. I, I'd be okay with that if I were ever to become interested. Mm. Um, yeah, so I just thought this was interesting. I mean, like I said, it's Cad Bane, so obviously it's going to be popular. Uh, I will say this, I, I really like the idea of a 
Wookiee box set. We are getting more, Ewoks. More, more, more or less than a, a, a Gungan set. No, I want a Gungan set 100%, but that, that is <laughs> right up on top of my list. And yet somehow some people still listen to us talk, despite that. <laughs> what can I say? I'm good at talking. <laughs> All right, moving on. Something nice and simple. We have an Aftermath kill team coming out for Spectre Miniatures. Uh, we have looked at Spectre Miniatures before. We probably should do a deep dive on their website at some point because this is modern wargaming and there's not really a lot of it. Um, I like the fact that they're showing off two different ways to paint this as well. Yeah. Because they like these are the same minis, but they look like they're completely different, even though they're not. I'm sorry, like, operators wearing paint. gas mask and full uh, um, camo? Well, no, um, uh, uh, hazmat suits. Oh, yes. With suppressed weapons. That's just, that's the stuff nightmares are made of. <laughs> yep. There's a reason why this sort of stuff is in, in movies quite frequently. I, I really like this set, though. This looks really, really good. Yeah, you know, the camo ones, I think they're those are exceptionally creepy considering that they made the they painted the mask to where they look kind of skull like yeah and but, i don't think that's accidental oh it, I, if it is i greatest accident ever i really really like this i really really like this it's so pretty um as for the game itself i haven't played spectre miniatures i have heard really good things um i've actually been following somebody that plays this game a lot recently because i've been stealing all of their ideas for modern terrain <laughs> um shay kind of mentioned in the chat too you know which you know this be you know you know if you're looking to get get into this game like he he's saying like the cat their catalog needs to stabilize some too the spectre miniatures one yeah. yeah i just wasn't sure if it was that or if he was still referring to star wars about stabilize oh yeah that, that, that's a good reason to be wary uh cory uh spectre lost the rights to their rules <laughs> uh spectre is a game that was um that they were licensing it and they are moving into it they're moving into a new rule set which they haven't done yet it's always a risk when you're dealing with licenses stuff is you may not keep the license forever um it's the reason why Traders Galaxy created their own stuff rather than licensing Transformers, for example, because then all of the work that he did would be for literally nothing because he doesn't own any of it. Or the uh, uproar or over uh, OpenGL 1.1. All these other people that have used a, a set of rules all of a sudden being told, hey, you're going to have to actually pay a lot more now. Yeah, which was originally the case. It's not the case anymore because they backed down very hard from that. Um, it's going to be interesting to see what Spectre Miniatures actually ends up doing because uh, obviously, yes, they can't use Spectre, the the, the uh, basis of their inspiration anymore. They're going to have to find a new name and stuff, I guess. Uh, TT Combat. We talk about these guys quite frequently. We do? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we do. Almost like we're a fan of them. <laughs> All <laughs> right. Put out cool battleships. True. Now, there was originally a couple more on this list. Uh, they were event miniatures that have gone, but we are going to start by talking about the Hanoi. We also have a Shaltari Warstrider to look at, and we're getting light behemoths i didn't even know that this was happening until it was announced this was kept very quiet so first things first the battleship the hanoi it looks like a ucm battleship uh which is a good thing because it's a it, UCM battleship. It, it is a ucm battleship bruce so. <laughs> yeah <laughs> good, good catch i love I, I love the giant rails in the front that just looks really nasty yeah, th those rail guns are huge the rail guns almost look big enough to be a burn through i mean i know that they're not but they almost look big enough to be a burn through it, it's probably a uh, a particle 
Lance kind of type answer. Yeah. The second one is even nastier looking. So there's three different ships that you can build. Oh, no. Sorry. No, there's two different ships Delhi, you can build. From yeah, this. Delhi and the Hanoi. The Delhi is a heavy carrier ship. We can, we can pretty much a troop ship in, in the form of a battleship. So that's going to be uh, hard to push off of a, a cluster. Very much so, yeah. Unless you have a particle Lance triad. Shut up, George. No one cares about the shot. Can I say something? What? Was that out loud? <laughs> is that the thing that lets you shoot drop ships from the air? No. You're talking about... Uh, no, no, no. no. Wipe out ships. Um, but that's that's his ship gates anyways. No, 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 no. Uh, it's okay. That's it's, okay, Socks. No, we can throw shade a, at him later. We we have an entire topic to throw shade at, George. It's okay. I think it is a drop ship. The Delhi? Yeah, it is. Yeah, he already said it was. Yeah. Well, no, I thought that was questioning, like, is it like a drop ship? Yeah, uh, no, it is. Socks said okay. it was earlier. It's okay. nice that you're listening. No. What? <laughs> Potatoes. I re- yes, yes, exactly. Um, we also have a Sheltari Warstrider, the Bobcat. Ah, uh, well, oh well. Is this actually new or is it being re-released? No, no it's, this it's... is new. Um, holy cow, socks! If am I correct, the second variant of that is that the um the the long range one of the long range like really powerful energy weapons, the gravity cannon. Yeah, yeah, you got two of them now. Yeah, but this has got like you know six it's of them. Birdie. Oh no, that's the that's the twin ion. That's a quad. It's an anti-air variant. Oh, okay. No, no, I was. Oh, I see it now. Yeah, that is the anti-air. Yeah, never mind. I was thinking it was di- something different. So, but, but still, six of them, six anti-air guns on that thing. That's gonna be nasty. Yeah, it is gonna be very nasty. We've done a whole series talking about the drop fleet, com- sorry, the drop zone commander game. Um, so if you go through the history of our channel, you can find game talks where we've gone through category after category after category. Um, and then most recently we finished off a series where we just touched on basically our suggestions for starting off the game pretty much so feel free to go back and check that out if you'd like to but let's talk about the big thing yeah well it's not quite the big thing the almost as big as the other big thing we're getting light behemoths and this makes a lot of sense honestly can can i point out one thing that's going to ruin this miniature for everyone the way it's painted it looks like it's got a giant nose sniffing the ground it does (laughs) yes Yes, i had seen that as well You're that way. Come here, the boy. Come here. <laughs> the, the, the solution to get around this obviously will be to paint it the same as the rest of the um the thing. It's it stands out a little bit more because they've painted it in that very bright color. I mean, it also makes it more interesting. That, but hey, maybe bright, you want to have laughs with your flesh, gaming table. That that very bright flesh tone color. I mean, it could have been any other color, and it wouldn't have looked nearly as bad. But since it's that that kind of almost orange peach color, it looks like a big old nose. And, and the it and does. the sensor and the sensors on the on the front of it almost look like two eyes sitting on the side of its nose mm, yeah well the little black sensor pieces that you see at the very near the bottom of it anyways yes the uh we're getting the acleonis uh which it's very pretty looks awesome uh, yeah a um, couple of different so, variants that you have you got some real guns you got some missiles um, um these are massive kits to the point where they even give you a warning that it's a massive kit on the website <laughs> yeah i saw one of the uh, admins was putting together a uh, a behemoth uh kit and holy smoke like I knew they were big, but like look at the size of those pieces. Like we're talking like you know Knight Titan or uh, uh, Imperial Knight, like the you know the regular size Knight for 40k yeah. size on a 10 mil game. Like thing is huge. Yeah. Um. The second variant is the Porfreon, Porfreon, which trades in. At, where was it? It's something about it trades in its giant guns for something else. Trades in its own offensive ability to instead carry eight Venus drones, which are the very last picture. It's the giant no, no. vacuum cleaner looking thing. It's got Venus drone, 
drones because they realized how much you hated wasp drones. Mm. <laughs> so yeah, there we go. That that's the new thing that's coming out for Drop Fleet. Uh, sorry, Drop Zone. Um, I, I I really like the idea of it. I, I think a light behemoth will probably see the tail more than the actual behemoths will. Yeah. Uh, the I mean, only yeah. downside of the behemoths is that it was something in the game that you would have to build towards. It's not somewhere that you'd want to start uh, to the point where that's like literally the advice we continue to repeat over and over again. Yeah, like um, it's it's designed to be used for like a grow league. Like, you know, you're adding and yeah, like experiencing yeah. the game more and more and then finally like well, the last session. Here's the big one. You're not going to see those in, until you get to close probably 2,000 points. Maybe oh, yeah. 1,500. Maybe because they're what, 500 points a piece roughly? I mean, something like that. Points, that's a third of your points if you're playing a 1,500 point. So I, would, I wouldn't play with a drop or a behemoth until 2,000, 2,500 points. Yeah, true. Bruce, Bruce, real quick, can we touch on something else TT combat wise? Uh, we can. There is still more on this. Is it something on this page? It is. It's uh, the Rashar Wells. Yes, I have them ready to go. Perfect. What would you like to say? I would like to say this is probably one of the best looking non-MDF pieces of terrain that they have made that is so versatile for any any you know style. Like, yeah. you could throw this into a Bushido game. You could throw it into Sigmar. You could have it in 40k. Hell, you could even use it in Wild West Exodus because it's just, it's so occulty and I could, mystical. I could throw this into the middle of Entropy City. Yeah. yeah. Maybe not for the slime ones, but like that that big one that, mm-hmm. that just looks like, although it has all of the occult symbols on it, so maybe I couldn't. But still, I mean. All right, Jay, shit, fine, you're fine. <laughs> yeah, that's. <laughs> that's about the only one. <laughs> no, you can still use it. It's just a really big, it's really big. big. Overall, it's a big surface laser. I do like how the fact that you can use the little fish or the grate and uh, yeah. put it inside yep. the well and make it look like this fish is looking up at you. <laughs> yeah, that's well. a lot of fun. I like the rust effects they've done on yeah, the Going, the going back to using thing. this as an orbital laser for drop fleet with the big fish head in there. Oh my God. <laughs> Oh, is that what he said? That's a great idea. I love no, that idea. Ju- no, I no. So- Sock said use it as the orbital laser. I said you you know put the fish head in there. And it's a it's a um um a organic behemoth, right? What's what was the dragon they had? What was it classified as for oh, drop fleet? Oh the yeah, Aether. you're talking about the scourge. No 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 no. Like the the space oh, living you're dragon. Right, you're that- right. I, yeah, I do remember that. That the one that uh, po- uh Polaris or yeah yeah oh, the, that. from the video game. From the video um, game. Yeah yeah. But like something like that size have it that same classification of like you know giant you know titan thing like you know create rules like if you fly too close to it into atmosphere it can reach up and grab you and eat you i, I kind of like i kind of like Snack. the idea of a of a of a fish launcher that, that that's a lot of fun <laughs> <laughs> uh moving on for more um i was about to say cthulhu uh carnivale stuff we've got the thieves we've got just a generic thieves box um this one in front looks really creepy with that wry smile uh, i love this box though i love the fact that one of them doesn't have a leg yeah that's just really cool um the old lady in front is just really creepy but no this this is a really cool looking box set the archer looks really really badass i mean she looks like a re- really she looks really mean now i I have to censor myself. You could say ass. Ass isn't bad. They say it on TV all the time. I we like also the have gondola. the oh the gondola. Yes. Where did I have the gondola? There it is. The cabin gondola. So there is a gondola already available, but this is this is a new one, which is the this cabin. This looks gondola. really classy, like almost yeah. royalty would be riding around in the cities of or, or the the high ranking politician. Either Pretty one. much. I could also see this going down the Nile too if you painted it in different colors. I mean, I know a gondola wouldn't belong in the Nile, but it's not that far off. Uh, but we also have the booty chasers for Rumble. Lamp. We have two monkeys and 
handsome humans all fighting together. Um, we've got lovely lady here in a bikini. I, I, I love the monkeys with their cod pieces. That's just all kinds of fun. And then we've got the big muscle bound guy that's literally showing his booty off. <laughs> with, with a peg leg. With a peg yeah. leg. This is just so much fun. I love Rumble Slam. It's just so much fun. Um, and how can you ever go wrong with monkeys? I mean, come on. It's pirate wrestling. How can you not love that? Well, I think that's it as far as the stuff we haven't talked about. The, the rest of the Rumble Slam stuff we've spoken about in a previous episode. Diamond Bellerin, Swole F or Swole Wall AF. F. I know what it is. I was just saying it as it was written. So, yeah. Really, really love this stuff. Really, 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 really like it. Otherwise, any favourites? Yep. Any favourites from anything in particular? Uh, definitely not. Definitely not the GTC Studio Foxes and stuff. Def definitely not that. No, um, no, no, no. You, you should buy them, George. Um, Actually, I'd probably have to say that the, the Realm of Fire uh, Deep Cut Studio map, that is probably like... Yeah, yeah, I do like that. That is, I mean, th throw out a couple, you know, boulder trains and stuff like that, and it's like, I have like the premium Fire Slayer map. Quite literally, yeah. Yeah. What about yourself, Sox? Uh, the Hanoi uh, BCM Battleship. I mean, I've always enjoyed those battleships. I mean, I got the Beijing. Um, I'm wanting to get the uh, Dreadnought still, but the ability of having more battleships in the game is, is nice because you're not always going to have the points for a Dreadnought. So you, if you can yeah, get a true. variety of, of battleships in the game, that's awesome too. Yeah, battleships and probably specifically battle, not battle frigate, um, battle, battle cruisers. cruisers. That, that, they are your sweet spot. Um, but no, I love the battleships. The battleships are so good. Uh, my favorite thing, honestly, is the first story we spoke about. I love the giant ravens being ridden by dwarves. That They're just so much fun. I love how silly they are. But yes, let's discuss an indie. Indie. Definition. Independent. Type. Slang word. Jargon. Max Mini. So this is a 3D printing site. And for those watching the video, you already know what I'm going to be saying here. These guys actually sell, officially, the Troll Trader Minis. PT Combat Minis. Um, so th there is like a Walker Pack if you want to do the whole subscription thing. Uh, there is also, you can just buy them. So it's worth noting here that all of this stuff is going to be from their fantasy ranges. You're not going to find any Rumble Slam and stuff on here. Uh, this is all from their actual army ranges for those wanting to build a Kings of War army or use them as alternates for Age of Sigma or whatever you want. Um, we spoke recently about how Mantic was the first of the really big companies to actually start doing this sort of thing. They are by no means the first, and I did that, that at the time, though people seem to have confused what I'd said, um, because I was very much aware of this. Uh, and it was on my list of things to discuss in an, at an, on an indie quite deliberately. Um, but Mantic is a much is a much smaller company than... Sorry, TT Combat is a much smaller company than Mantic is, despite their greatness. Um, so that's why I had specifically worded it the way that I had. Anyway, we got some really, really pretty things to look at. So I'm not going to sit here and look at this all day. I do, however, want to look at the Yoga Mammoth because this thing is huge and awesome. So this is all 3D printing files. So you would need to have a 3D printer for this. Um, although alternately, you could buy the resin from um, TT Combat. These are all available as minis as far as I understand. I love the, the, the Mammoth. It's just so good. It looks so nasty. <laughs> if it was me, I'd kind of want to print paint it up to look dirty as well so i'm just scrolling through this and i'm just gonna pick some certain things the tomb trolls look nice i quite like the giants i mean you're gonna have to have some giants obviously because it's fantasy the tomb trolls look cool you could almost print them at a smaller size and make them goblins um because it's big and chunky enough that i reckon he, i reckon you could get away with it but the giant the giant with the wooden club is fun there's another one with a stone club which is also fun i like the fact that we're getting alternates here and then finally we've got a giant with a boulder because 
this while it's a giant and it wants to throw a boulder. You don't need reasons. If you want reasons, you can argue with a giant yourself. Uh, isn't that a giant's sole purpose is to just throw boulders? Yep, yes. pretty much. What's up, JP? JP's now we it. have a JP. <laughs> this is the most lit this chat has ever been. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, we also have some Egyptian undead, so some dry undead for those of you that like your standard wordings. Uh, I quite like the mummy ground slaves. They are very different, honestly, um, because I've never uh, really seen anybody take that line. They're like literally digging their way out of the earth. I love that. I uh, scrolled down some and I found some uh, some dragons. Uh, yeah. A lock dragon, mountain dragon, rot dragon, and zombie dragon. Ooh, Ooh and there's spiders. Spiders are good. And, and a forest dragon. Ooh, and a colossal gatebreaker. Oh, that looks... Oh my God, is that to scale? If that's to scale, that guy's huge. I like the halfling shield maiden. Shield maiden yeah, right the in the walrus. The yeah, the walrus, sorry. Ah, here we go. Oh, yeah, I have seen that rut dragon. That rut dragon is amazing. Go down to um, the... Uh, go down to the, the next colossal, the, the colossal gatebreaker. Oh, I opened the shipwrecker. Either one. Oh, my Lord. They are huge. Yeah, is that to scale or... I think that's to scale against a halfling so it is it is a smaller human but yes that is that is to scale because i remember the i remember the kickstarter this came from that is nuts that's what that's the sort of thing that you build a um that's the sort of thing that you build oh well that too i was gonna say it's the sort of thing that you build a scenario around because that that too like all right how tall is a halfling an inch maybe yeah yeah he goes up to his ankle yeah yeah the thing is huge (laughs) we have established this that's got to be like at least 14 inches i think I was looking for the cockatrice, but I don't think the cockatrice is on here yet. Because the cockatrice comes from that same Kickstarter. Ooh, halfling adventuring samurai. There's a halfling adventuring assassin too. There's a whole thing about half. There's a whole thing of halflings. There's a oh, whole there's, army here. There's a ninja. We we have looked at these halflings before. You do know that, right? Maybe you, you weren't know, here for that episode. I don't, I don't remember them. So we looked at these a little bit when we were talking about the um the mantic ones. Try to show the difference between because obviously the, the mantic ones are all very serious and the TT combat ones are all very silly because halflings are supposed to be silly that's why they're halflings yeah this stuff is really really cool i i I really really like what they're doing here like i said this these are all based on actual official tt combat minis they're being sold officially through this for those that wanted to use the 3d printing route and don't want to they want to go by that and save themselves a little bit of money it's a very easy way of doing it like i said it is all of their fantasy stuff so if you're wanting to go and um do rumble slam you're still going to have to do it excuse me they're still going to have to do it the old way same with drop fleet drop zone etc so but like i said that this is just really really pretty um one last thing to look at i want to look at the crypt serpents because again they're cool and almost undead like i really like them all right shall we discuss some hobby dream blue crying paint all right, tell us what it was like to wear a collar and, and run around the dog field. This is not that kind of podcast, Bruce. <laughs> um, so so while I was not here participating, you know, I was cooking. But but here's my new favorite hobby tool. A drill. Oh, no. Sorry. First, it looks like a drill. It's a reamer. Yeah. So to get rid of mold lines and stuff, I assume. Because I found a card holder and token trays. Oh, okay. Because you started card holder. 3D printer. Because I got a 3D printer. I even spent some money on work organizer and i got the storage rack and the tray p- uh plan so that um i can start making storage trays uh i'm waiting for the magnetic claw 
moths to show up so I can uh, embed that into the tray and actually ha start having some storage. Um, uh, I got Sam, uh, the Stranger Things, uh, Upside Down World board game by Simon. Mm -hmm. um, he's going to unbox that tomorrow. Nice, nice. So, uh, what else have I done? I've done other things. Oh, yeah, here's one thing that I've been working on as far as printing, and I've been working through the, the variants. Let me grab all the parts of pieces. So, candle, right? It's threaded, so you can increase the size, hold on to it. Here is the, the chuck. The chuck spins. I don't know if you can see the lines inside moving in yeah. and out, which moves the jaws in and out on this guy for holding minis. And then it's got a lovely little finger support, so you can, like, you know, have oh, okay. hand support. Oh, okay. Nice. So, um, the uh, STL files are not not the best. Um, I'd say they're 92%-ish finished. Um, there's another version where I don't need a whole bunch of the other stuff um, for the jaws to work. The thing I don't like about that is it's a four jaw setup instead of the three jaw setup, which three jaws works better for grabbing something around than four jaws, in my opinion. So, yeah. Um, yeah. But the uh, the files I found on uh, Cult of... Cult 3D. Um, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. The dude has, like, I think eight different uh, finger supports. So it's like you have a, a wide variety uh, of finger supports to choose from. Nice. Um, That's cool. That's cool. So, uh, for those who don't know, I, I got a Anycube Cobra Go, uh, 150 bucks. That thing is a little workhorse. It is worth the money as a entry level uh, system. I need to get around to getting my Ender Three going. I've been very lazy with it. So my next thing. So I of um, of all things, I printed an egg holder for Casey because we have quails, and she asked me to get some of the multicolored filament. <laughs> nice, right? Yeah. So this is a, a switch stand I, I printed for Sam. Um, but there's a a, a red and gold one that would work great for the organizer box for my fire slayers and then there's a black and gold one that would work perfect for custodies and so i'm i'm having way too much fun which <laughs> i did tell you i did tell you so the, the other thing i'll say too um that I'm, I'm pleasantly surprised with is how long a roll of filament will go for prints yeah yeah well, that makes sense uh yes I, I did see the new insert trays uh jp the ones where you, you can embed the magnetic cloth to have the magnetic tray is that the ones you're talking about or is there something else uh i did get the new uh 2.0 design for the storage right here let me reach over and grab that for the storage rack what's been so, changed on the 2.0 so this came with a double cross brace and a double pin here so you can make a varying height storage rack ah okay nice so you can just keep going up and it's all it's all attached yep nice so uh no i've not seen those uh oh the paint racks oh i i'm not interested in the paint racks i have more than enough well i don't have enough paint storage but i have my own you know what i want to do for paint racks <laughs> but given that you spent enough money on them that you wouldn't want to go back and do it another way now right yeah for sure so because it wasn't cheap um i have been playing around with my cards for entropy city so the back is still the same i don't know if you've ever seen these george but i played around with the front of them so that the boxes are actually if they're I actually bigger than camera, last right? week yes on, they were way too big okay flip around the back bruce because the way my webcam sets up i can't quite see your feed all the time oh nice i mean these are just for playtesting obviously this isn't supposed to be a product uh but we've got our max stress over here we've got our wounds over here an actual image of the uh mini in question the yeah. one two and three on top is supposed to be the speeds that people can travel so i've updated this with minis that we will be looking at in a second you may also notice and again i'll show this off in a second there's a green colored rim on them 
Uh, there's one that doesn't have a back because I ran out. Um, oh, I may have accidentally made a boo-boo. Uh, I also have arguably the world's worst card holder. Why is it the world's worst card holder? Because it's made of paper. So it's going to last three seconds and it'll it break. <laughs> yep. Uh, Sox has seen these already, but I know you haven't. We have a, a burning token. These are actually printed on paper, but they've got a resin thing over the top of them. We have an overwatch marker. We have a bleeding marker. We have a token for max stress. We have a stunned token. And you can't read this, but it says distracted. This is kind of something I'm testing. Um, I, so, I have another set for the Hades. I, I'm going to interject real quick on your your icons for the tokens are, excuse me, the perfect pictures, like the, the stunned one. That is so perfect. Yeah, th these are all placeholders, it is worth noting. Um, I, I will have to get actual proper artwork done for these at some point. But my thing for stunned is always going to have been that long term i kind of want to incorporate motorbike helmets into the actual imagery is my long-term goals because obviously like th this is artwork that i've borrowed um some of which is free some of which is not um in saying that i've completely customized that um and the stun one i'm just gonna i'll probably end up drawing that myself because that's really easy but otherwise i'm really happy with how how all of this is turning out yeah no the the the, the tokens i think you know as simple as they are like a good token it does so much for the gameplay yeah oh yeah well yeah, that, up until now i've kind of just been representing certain things with dice so i would like i would put a dice in front of the mini if it was stopped i'd put it behind if it was on overwatch and things like that but you can only do that for so long mm -hmm. yeah uh, and just and because i can remember dice. that doesn't mean everybody else will well yeah. and, and like i said you know the tokens do so much to convey you know statuses in the game i mean there's yeah. a reason why there's some board games where you know it's you know five punch out sheets of tokens why because that's how you know you mark stuff in the game so the only um, one i don't have is a stopped one because i forgot to print them and i realized yeah. that about an hour ago the, the, the one thing I will say, though, is, you know, you can get to the point of where you have too many tokens. Which I don't intend to. Yeah. I, 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 realistically, there's already that one in fine. here that I may not... But this, this distracted one probably won't actually end up being in the game. Wh which one did you say, Socks? Fantasy Flight Games? Yes. Oh, yeah. Especially when you buy Armada and Legion and it's just the same token sheet over and over and over again for every unit that you buy. 150th scale garbage truck for terrain, but this is literally a die-cast toy, much like the one that Socks saw last fortnight. Yep. So, actual 20 mil but i have officially divided up the minis into cruisers and sports bikes i really hate the way i've painted this guy but anyway then we've got green and red bases to help differentiate them so there's no more going to be getting confused by things uh any thoughts or plans on doing like you know your uh like your uh, oh god what are they called your motocross bikes mm. yes i yeah. actually have some already i just haven't got them painted yeah i quite like that one actually he's yeah, just decided really that he's too tough to wear a shirt he's too sexy for this shirt so he took it off is his name fred Sure, why not? That's actually a really good idea. I should give him a name called Fred. He's asking about trikes. You plan on doing anything with trikes? I don't have any rules for trikes yet, uh, but they should be a f they should be featuring my th my theory for trikes is no. I do know what's going to happen with them. Trikes will just be there will be Hades' version of a quad because they wouldn't ride a quad. They will have a trike. It, it just makes more sense that way. Are you are you any thoughts of doing like a, a Can Am type trike where it's two in the front, one in the back? Um, not at this stage, but yeah. I will always have to expand but if, if this sure. becomes a product um yeah. yeah then i will need to expand and add different things and that all the time um but yeah so that that's most of my focus at this stage is on my game because it kind of needs to be um rules wise we're up to like oh, 29 point something too funny, Shay. <laughs> it's great having a peanut gallery i i have no idea what they're saying because i can't look at it oh, oh they're just um, how about a circus unicyclist <laughs> 
Or a form of spandex-clad bicycle bicyclists. Oh yeah, the, the you know the guys with the helmets. I've, I've the... given thoughts to that one. Don't worry. The, uh... There is going to be scooters, and they're going to be like a horde. They're going to be like a horde faction. That's funny. Like little, little Vespa scooters. <laughs> yeah, but they get a they get a stealth mechanic uh, where they get advantage in in close combat because nobody actually expects them to be any good at it. Because cruisers never look at them and don't see them as a threat. Therefore, they can sneak up on you because they basically ignore them, like in real life. That's funny. Docs, what have you been up to so i showed that the this part of the cloud last week i've actually got them on my bases now um that is stunning af yeah so got that one and then i've got my smaller one and you've, i've got some copper colored wire kind of lightning bolt strike coming out so uh that's so what you what you need to do then if you're gonna go for with like lightning and stuff like that is get yourself a um strobing led uh, no a jacob's ladder and hook it up so like you know they're like <laughs> Also, you'll need to have people sign a waiver who play games with you and have a sign that says "Do not touch." Yeah, because that that will kill them. So I mean, I it's, those... it's it's not like you have kids to be concerned about socks. I like know five that. of them, and two I mean... of them are, are playing the game with me now. So I gotta kind of be careful with them too. So careful, schmaffel. Well, it, it, it's like you know when you were growing up. You know, you touch the hot burner once. Do you touch it again? No. You know, put up a warning sign if they're gonna go touch it. You know, I told yeah. you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then I don't know if I showed these off. These are the my airships. The, the... I saw the one where you had like the one front section painted up, but that that does look good. Yeah, so that's with the uh, they're from Sepia Wash uh, on top of the buff paint that I did. So that's the color that I was kind of looking forward to, and so I'm now going over and doing all the grays and the uh, blues and stuff like that. My copper or my brass, and then they'll be finished for these guys. So. Washes are just uh, Instagram fil filters for uh, minis games. Right. Um, socks. <laughs> what water effects are you using? Because I'm assuming that's water effects, right? It is water effect so i did a light turquoise uh base color and then i did a dark blue wash ink wash and then i did a just a white uh dry brush on the wave tops that's it but is there water effect on it there or is, is a that little just bit paint? no it's, okay. there's a little bit of water effect on it as well yeah so, so now you have to repaint them so they match your uh the icy water playmat you're gonna get so that's gonna be my crown one so they kind of already do that's my crown set and that's all that is is uh, a dark sea blue and a uh a gray blue uh uh, dry brush on top of it though. Yeah, I mean, you could go like really super sci-fi and just make them all on lava bases or something. I could, but no. Anyways, <laughs> another thing I've been doing is, so this is my order of battle for one of my destroyers, for example, and it doesn't have any of the weapon stats, so I have to look at a separate sheet for all my weapon stats. So, over the last couple of days, I've created my own unit card for my entire Imperium army, so... Uh, nice. That, that way I don't have to go flipping through 40 pages worth of unit stats. I can just pull out the cards that I need for the game and go from there and that has everything that i need for the game right there that must have just made your air force officer side of yourself organization skills just get all and happy and do a little dance yes it did <laughs> i made an organizational chart it has stats yes <laughs> Do, do, do you know what I think of those kind of things, Socks? Mm -hmm. I'll just yeah. fix it. Give it back. Get out of my face. I don't, I don't care about your chart. That's okay. You're a little Marine uh, so that's I was in, I was impressed, Socks. Don't listen oh, to me. I appreciate it. All joking aside, that is a that is a great game aid. Um, I, I, I think sometimes... Um, out of the three of us, it does make sense that Socks is the one that decided to start doing organizational charts. Yeah, no. I, I, I'm not going to disagree with that. Um, <laughs> I, 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 I will say this... Um, um, 
like having seen like all the accessories you can buy or third party or or whatever like you know it, it, and this was even the the uh, very specific thing we talked a lot about on uh, hot lz with uh drop fleet was you know they made a game they made it functional sure some of the stuff didn't work and people were coming up with all sorts of alternative methods alan spices alan spaces uh you know me gluing little pegs on for pony dice you know to yeah. or pony beads to track statuses that way yeah it's there's all sorts of you know other things people can do you know and i i think doing something like that um you know you you may consider once you get them like you know dotted and crossed with the i's and t's you know put them on the, a community forum and just be like hey you know or at least put up a template so people can like you know insert information and then print their own for their yeah. own yeah. faction whatever so i printed off a couple just for the ships that i have but uh from the information that the companies put out they're going to come out with a new order of battle so a new version of the rules uh the stats of some of the ships certain point changes may fluctuate here and there so i haven't printed off all my unit cards yet uh and i haven't gone through all the factions that my my two boys play yet and a couple of the other guys that i play here locally with i haven't created their factions but by the time i get through them all i may have we may have those new uh uh version out so i can go in and adjust here and there as, as needed to so but sounds like a plan uh from here for me um is it this guy so this particular mini is going to be using a chain so i'm gonna i've got a hobby chain that's coming that is going to be like swinging around his head type thing so i get to have some fun with super glue my like actual most favorite substance ever not i get some uh, uv resin listen much get some uv resin put a little drop cure it a little drop cure it a little drop cure it i um tried that with minis when it first came out and had nothing but trouble with it so i've generally avoided the product ever since okay. granted it's basically the same thing as what we do with 3d printers anyway um but yeah i had nothing but trouble it, it just went all gooey it never actually set for me so i i have refused to touch it ever since okay interesting yeah no no it's it's a good suggestion and i am very much aware that i am the only one that had product with uh, uh, i had problem with it but i just yeah i just avoid it i had given thought to um trying to find a way to sculpt it but it, it should be fine i'm just kind of i don't know i hate working with super glue i really do but it's the cheap as far as cheap nasty is concerned it's probably still the easiest way the only issue is that if you get a snap like right where the hand is then all of the weight of it's going to go boom down onto the rest of the mini yeah and that's just as likely with the resin it's not it's not stronger than super glue I, super glue I was... if anything may have a little bit more flex than the resin will because you won't was... use enough you're not going to use enough of either of them to have super strength i was more of suggesting as like instead of like fiddly and waiting for glue to dry just you know you know oh yeah true that, that yeah that is true that, that that was my thought of you know if you will drop set in place cure it it's done and you don't have yeah. to deal with that that nasty m6 set stuff for super glue and you don't have to use baking soda which can leave a little bit of residue um right, right. yeah so um shall we move on to game talk <laughs> talk nerdy to me we touched on at the start of the episode about the leviathan box set um but that's not what we're talking about specifically today it's new edition time so therefore everybody else that's in the community gets to listen to exactly the same argument that we've had every single time any game ever has a new edition and that is why did they have to nerf my da 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 why did they have to nerf my stand guard veterans 
when they were already fine. Why did they have to nerf my Shaltari? Grr, well, grr. Well, to be fair, I, I I will be the proponent for this. You know, the Shaltari oh, know. nerfing. You know, that, that's I, a needed thing. So I've been part of this argument in the past as well because I, I, I didn't always understand. I, I can give a very good example. There was a Blood Angel Codex that came out um, right near the end of 6th edition or the beginning of 7th. It was one or the other. Um, and uh, the Blender Dread, the, the Death Company Dreadnought, used to be like fairly notorious because if you got hits then you could make more hits and so on and so forth uh so it just it was like a it was like a burn through it just steamrolled and people used to moan and complain about how broken it was all the time which it wasn't because it died really easily which is where your balance was it was yeah. also not cheap so there, there's a reason why uh 30k horus heresy it's still on seventh edition yeah oh no it's six. yes or is six it yeah it, it was uh horus heresy has not updated with um um 10th or 10th edition 9th edition whatever you know they've yeah. they've stayed on the same edition which uh that was the other thing too that i saw a lot of people uh, uh complaining about um the the leviathan dreadnought you can no longer use in 40k i didn't know yeah, that yeah they've uh they've changed the rules so that a lot of the uh the heresy um dreadnoughts many stuff like that you can no longer use them in the 40k universe okay yep so fair enough. so and, to, to and be fair i can understand why they will have anyway look there's two parts to this conversation yes we are going to be talking about about nerfing quite a little bit uh, but i also kind of wanted to talk about why games actually have to do new editions every so often um about six to eight months ago we got that drop fleet 1.5 that mm -hmm. we were very critical of um i even own a copy of it i had some very positive things to say about it but i'm still going to sit here and say right now that it was the wrong move for the game they should have made second edition because drop fleet commander desperately needs a second edition right now and this means we won't get one for probably two years um because yeah. it eventually gets to a point where a game is stale and needs to have a rules update uh, or, the ground or, combat in Drop Fleet Commander specifically has never worked, and it's always needed to be updated. It's never been fixed, and yeah. and it's the reason why you know a game you know can't be done in an hour, and why it drags out a game out for two hours. Um, at, at this point, too, a game like Drop Fleet, where you know we've got what a third as many now new ships for each faction, plus an entirely new faction. Um, there, there's some rework the needs to be done. So to begin with, yeah. So it's you know there, there's reworks that need to be done. So we're not constantly looking through which errata was that which update was it where's this at you know it's a thing that needs to happen for adding new minis to a game, game adding new minis to a game is definitely one way to generate excitement mm -hmm. but it does eventually get to a point with any game on the market whereas if you don't look at that initial rule set and go for a new edition it starts well, feeling very stale well it's, and that's where like you know so the games workshop right they have the core rule set and then they drop the codex for each faction that has all that unit specific stuff you got you know tt combat with drop fleet it's one book yeah. so yep. <laughs> right now we're on 1.5 are these new is that the new uh hanoi is that in 1.5 no no so it's a separate station? document yeah exactly so you have to have all that extra stuff like when you start introducing that new stuff you either one have to reprint it to add that new stuff and say hey here's the new book with everything updated no you don't so you have so you have the one source for all the information or two you do the new rule set to update everything that's you know now but available. this is where you're forgetting that 
the stats for all of the stuff is not in the rule book. It's on the website. It's on the website now. So um, that, 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 that becomes a non-issue. Now, don't okay. get me wrong. I know that there are people out there that criticize them for that. I'm not one of them. I'm going to disagree with that. Like, I think that's fine and great that it's available on the website. One, I still think, yeah, you know. that was my point. You, you still need to have physical access to a book. I spent two-thirds of the day somewhere. My phone didn't work. I had no, I couldn't even make a phone call. So to say, oh, it's on the internet. Okay, and the internet's not 100% reliable. The internet does go down. It does. So, you know, I, I I think there's still the room and need for the physical edition. Don't get me wrong. Putting the rules online is a great service to the fan base to where they can just look it up. But it's also a disservice to your fan base to not do that book because a lot of your fans are going to want that book. They're going to want the artwork. They're going to want the story stuff. They're going to want all of that. And that's why they buy the book in addition to getting all the rules. Yeah, big Unless, time. you know, you're releasing a new edition every eight months and, you know, they have to get a new core set, a new codex, and, oh, they finally got their stuff and then you change the rules again and then you have to go through that entire yeah. vicious cycle again. Because there, there is a reason that nobody else does that model. Games Workshop do it because they have their customer base trained to accept it. Well, um, and and uh, I'm not taking that comment back. They have trained you for this and you all know it. Well, and, and the fact is, you know, for that. their game is big enough to where they can do this. You know, they can say new edition, new books, this is it, whatever. We don't care. They're big enough to do that. TT Combat, uh, Malifaux, um, all the AMG. others, AMG, they're, you know, they're not. They're not big enough to, like, every year do, push a new edition down the throats of their uh, yeah. Or every second year. Yeah. So, I mean, now now that being said, um, in the case of Games Workshop, they kind of, they, they kind of cause their own problem to some extent. Too, and, and they do, yeah. Like, Leagues of Voton, like, that launched, and before it was really available in stores, TOs were banning it. Yeah. And, and that, that conversation has already started again. There's already conversations that Eldar need to be banned and the rules for them aren't even released yet. Um, it's the community really is its most worst enemy in some in some cases with, with things like this. Now, the, the argument for Leagues of Otan, whether they were broken or not, is kind of irrelevant like because it wasn't the community that made that call. It was the TOs. So, yes, it probably was well, broken. I, but I, you, can, I would, you can't talk about banning something that nobody even knows what it is yet. I would argue that TOs are, you know, kind of the leadership face of, of the community where they're making yeah. a decision for the rest of the community. They're not Games Workshop. You know, they're not the players. They're that intermediate and they're making the decision on behalf of Games Workshop for the community. So, yeah. I, I, so, but nerfs and what i say no new additions as well so a lot of this conversation has been around games workshop because they do this much more frequently than anybody else to the yeah. point where i think most people will agree whether you're excited for the 10th edition or not most people i think once this hype will die down will return back to the point of yeah this is happening a little bit too frequently because all of the games workshop releases are happening too frequently it's kind of the point um but th their model is that they will keep you so distracted by all of their stuff that you will forget to look out at anybody else yeah. that's why we focus on the indie side of the business so much also it's way more way more interesting i also i i do i swear i remember hearing this somewhere too where i i think at least twice now games workshop said this is going to be the last edition and we're only going to do this i haven't heard that but it doesn't mean that they didn't say it yeah i i can't find it but i know somewhere it's just like we're going to do this this is the core this is not going to change all changes will come through codexes which is interesting 
because there's people out there that also reckon that they said that there was no more codexes, which is 100% a lie. They was always doing new codexes, I, and they made that very clear. Yeah, I'm going to throw this out there right there. Space Wolves, Wolfen, you got to have you got to have a faction-specific codex when you have units like that for an army. Yeah, because it doesn't work otherwise. Yeah. Because the, it's all well and good for a game that's a small skirmish game to have one rule set, and all of the models are in that, and they're kind of like, like Entropy City, for example. All of my characters are on bike. Well, 90% of my characters are on motorbikes. So to some extent, they're all going to kind of feel like different versions of each other. Because in that world, it makes sense. In 40k, you can't do that. Because an Eldar flying around on a hoverbike can't feel like somebody that's in a tank. Mm -hmm. Because then the game is boring. Well, Um, and and to make it even more similar. Very different. uh, You can't have an Elder jet bike feel like a Space Marine bike. Exactly the same thing. It's got one rider that flies around or drives around but they're not the same thing. They may as well be. Sorry, the, the, the bikes in 40K never feel like bikes to begin with, so they may as well be people on foot for World oh, Okay, here, let, let, me, let, me, uh, let me make it even more similar. Uh, Eldar jet bikes versus the Custody jet bikes. Those aren't the same. They shouldn't feel the same because they're completely different things, right? So, yeah, I mean, the, you're, you're, exactly. You gotta, I was just you, being snide. Yeah. No, I get it, yeah. But um, <laughs> having a new edition for... I, I, I ranted on Drop Fleet because it was convenient, um, because there's precedent for it. But a new edition for a game, as much as everybody at some point will go oh they're doing it again i just got used to this it's a very important thing for a game to have a new edition it revamps it look at how look at how much discussion started happening around carnivale when that new edition came out it went gangbusters and then it kind of settled down again because of course it did um the same thing is happening right now for 40k and the community for 40k right now is extremely positive on most of what they're talking about six months ago nobody had anything positive to say about Games Workshop. Well, maybe not nobody, but a well, lot of people were really tired of it because Ninth Edition got to a point where it was just broken. I, I, says I the think, person that hasn't played it. <laughs> um, I, I think you know, you're, and you're right. You know, it's been mostly positive until there was the whole mention of, oh, you can't use your 30k stuff anymore. That that like some guys just like, hey, I've got this dreadnought now. I can't use it. Uh, I haven't even fully put it together. Someone want to buy it? You know, for at least what I paid for it, which you can't do. That that that's not the way that the marketplace works. Um, but well, if if as if much as don't get me wrong, I understand yeah. that it sucks for that guy, and I'm not going to sit here and say that he like he has every right to be upset about it. But the problem is, is that they're going to have to do something like this with um, Age of Sigmar as well, because if they're going to have two different fantasy games, they have to feel different. I may get to a point next year when that game comes out where I may not be able to use my Skaven in Age of Sigma. I hope that's not what they do to me, but it won't surprise me if they do. Um, because those sort of items in 40k are supposed to be extremely rare like they're almost not supposed to exist anymore yeah. the, the old 30k yeah. stuff because they don't know how to make them anymore um yeah. oh, and yeah, also has been lost so i mean and, the, and, uh, the game I didn't exist when they were doing it the, the rules for that sort of stuff existed just so that people would have them they were always kind of a temporary measure um i mean it doesn't make i'm not saying they're i'm not trying to belittle the the, the thought that these people have because like that they are right to be upset about it mm-hmm. but 
writing was kind of on the wall with that one. It was probably going to well, happen anyway. It, the writing's been on the wall ever since they did the whole Primaris thing. Like, you know, you can't use Horus Heresy stuff, right? Okay, so what is what is every single Marine army in Horus Heresy? Even the, you know, the traitor armies. It's all firstborn. Yeah. Like, that, that should have been the key indicator right there back in whatever edition that was when they started doing Primaris's, you know, size creep, hero creep, whatever you want to call it, you know, that they're going to go for that. So, and, and, and that's the update. That is the change, you know, and sometimes it's a nerf, you know. And I, I'm going to positively speak about nerfs here for a second. Um, yes. Playing Shaltar. That's where I was trying to okay. go, yeah. So, so socks. you've played PHR, right? Mm-hmm. And you, you've you played against Shaltari. Yes. It's a and, ever since, and ever since I told Levi, I'm like, oh no, just do this. How bad was he wrecking your face? Yeah, it was bad. Right? Um. So, what what did, what did uh, Hawk War Games TT Combat have to do? They had to tone stuff down. There was a frigate. It was 2d3 plus 3 or something like that. Shots. And it was like, it was scan distance, which for Shaltari, that's that's not a huge issue. All this stuff. And it was just nuking ships for super cheap, points-wise. Oh, and it was quick. It was, you know, it was a multi- um, hit because Well, it was a multi-unit, um, multi-unit uh, uh, battle group. So if you take one out, there's still five more you gotta take out. And that's still gonna hurt. It's not like, oh, that's a big battle cruiser. I'm gonna take that out. Done. You know, it's, yeah. you gotta, you gotta plink away at it. And while you're plinking away at it, it's knocking cruisers out left and right. So they toned it down. Uh, battleships became a thing. Cool. We have this big burn through, you know, uh, you got, uh, yeah, you, you got, you got an awesome missile that hits on two ups. Cool. Um, you have a finite amount of those. I have a particle lance triad. I could literally shoot every single turn of the game and literally wipe a ship every single time I shot that stuff like that needs to happen. Like I understand what Dave was doing. He was going, you know, space hedgehog, advanced technology, advanced weapons. That's how they're conquering stuff. But in a game like this, there's gotta be some balance and yeah. when, the balance when... wasn't there to begin with. And so you have to do that. You know, when you have, I'm going to throw out a uh, Warhammer fantasy, uh, a dwarf Lord, you could ruin that guy up. And he was literally hitting on anything but ones able to do 12 hits of damage at a strength eight with an armor piercing of two. Do you know how many things could survive that in Warhammer fantasy? Nothing. Not much. Not much. Yeah. Uh, those big Stegodon writing things that uh, the lizard men have, the big dinosaurs. Yeah. My ruin Lord or uh, dwarf Lord with ruins could wipe one of those at a turn without even trying. Yeah. We, we and there are people out there that like the, the whole fun of the game is to find this stuff and exploit the fact where one of the things that killed warmer hordes for parts of the community was that percentage of gamers that would go out and they would buy 20 versions of an item and put it into their army so that they could ruin everybody's day and that was their only goal because they wanted to win and nobody else was allowed to have fun well not so much the fun thing but their only goal was to ruin it because that's what they found fun and look whatever people find fun is all well and good like but there needs to be checks and balances in rule sets to try to avoid that now warmer hordes actually did do checks and balances every month don't worry i am aware of that i was leading to it um and games workshop have started to do that more frequently as well um can they catch like we'll use the example that you said earlier the whole um leagues of votan thing mm -hmm. um I, I think that's probably the best example since it's probably the most recent yeah but like the, the until 
something reaches the public, you have no idea whether it works or not. And you can play test things as much as you want, but you can't always catch everything. And it was just like the Shaltari got nerfed a lot. There was frequent nerfs towards it. And to be fair, nerf is not the right word. I'm we're only using that word because it's what the community uses. Because it kind of gets this thing of I, oh, I it's not fair. But it is fair. It's kind of the whole point. Yeah, I, I tried to find a different word and the only the only word that actually, you know, is, you know, in the internet that I found is nerfing. Um, um, th- there are other words, but it doesn't have it doesn't have the same feel or effect. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, and but it's something that's very important because I mean, a like from a purely selfish point of view, if they change all of the stats on these things and then increase the stats on this other thing, then it means that oh, we get to sell more of this other thing. Yes, that is certainly part of it for certain game companies. Yeah, but I, I'm, I'm going to throw something else out here, even because um, mm-hmm. I think just about everyone's heard of this game, Magic: The Gathering. Yep. Um ban lists. Those things are constantly changing yes. just because the game designers can do all they want they are not the collective hive mind of however many i'm going to say millions of players around the world because it's it is that uh, amount and you're going to have there are those that will argue that they don't actually try but whether well, that's true or not's another question but but there is that that top i'll say i'll say top five percent where their brains are able to figure stuff out and they are able to exploit the game yeah. they exploit the game for three and that still months. happens yeah and yeah it's 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 happening right now and they'll exploit it for three months and wizards of the coast will update a list saying everyone in the community is now running this there's no diversity in the community we are making these changes to bring diversity back yep and that yeah that's where i was leading is that if everybody only plays one army then clearly there's a problem or if 80 percent of the community are only ever playing one army there's a problem because a it means that stores will never sell anything else and therefore they will probably stop selling the product entirely that is a genuine problem. Maybe not for Games Workshop, but for everybody else. Um, and if everybody's all playing the same army, that leads to a very boring game. That's Legion. what kills Legion. a franchise. I yeah. stopped playing Legion completely because of the tournament aspect at my my store. Completely killed it for me, but also the points changes. We saw this at Adepticon. There was over 150 players there that played at the Legion tournament there at Adepticon. Over half of the players there had a Blizzard Force, Empire Blizzard Force army. Over half yeah which is just army. it's ridiculous and yeah and the players that we have here in the local community that come to our the, the monthly tournaments that we have are exactly the top that you talked you just talked about where they just like to exploit the, the find the niche meta and and they don't care if they have let anybody else have fun they're there to win and i've yeah i i, and, I won't go into more tournaments and, and i'm not going to play and they actually just released uh new point changes just earlier this week i haven't even looked at them because yeah. it's, it's not even on my mind to even go look at these new point changes and, and adjustments mm. <clears throat> so that, that's that's one side of it i mean yes sales certainly helps uh, games i think to some extent nerfs gets thrown so negatively because such for a very long time games workshop were the worst for it uh and that was pretty much all that they did was that well i want to sell this so we, we will nerf this and then the new edition will make this new one um, we'll release this new codex and make it you know you know worthy of nerfing but we're not going to do it for six months so that we sell you know yeah. our sales are made up of 40 percent of this product uh, yeah so um, power creep certainly doesn't help and games workshop uh, like they are shocking for it well the question was raised recently in one of the i want to say i think it was actually a 40k group that i responded to so why do everything have to be nerfed and i gave what sounded like a very sarcastic comment at the time which was something along the lines of 
a game company needs to do this every so often to because if they can reduce the, the usefulness of something, it'll force the community to go out and buy something else. Now, it's a very cynical and sarcastic thing to say, but it's actually a genuine market strategy. And I think most people just don't see that because you know, yeah, you're just being a Games Workshop hater, which ironically, I didn't actually say anything nasty about Games Workshop at all, but I think that's the way that most people take those comments. Yeah. But well, diversity is the word that you used. If everything has a reason to be in a game, then it's diverse and it's more fun. Because if everybody, uh, hypothetically, let's just say that everybody was playing Blizzard, the Blizzard Force that Sox said earlier. It's really boring because they're also all bringing the same units. If, however, they all had reason to bring different parts of the of the Imperial Forces, it probably wouldn't feel so bad. Because, okay, yeah, sure, I've got Imperial, I've got the Blizzard Force, but this other guy has clone troopers and it works just as well. Uh, this other guy has, I don't know, what else is the, the, there's more than one rep oh well i was just using the the just the imperials as an example like in theory there should be four or five different lists that you can use within that one army in a well, positive gaming experiences all of them should be viable uh, they're not right now thing, but they should be yeah most recent thing i saw it was in the dropfleet commander community um this guy was just absolutely raging on shaltari how they're overpowered they need to be nerfed so horribly you know like they're well, not i will agree with him um and I, i'm not going to disagree there's probably still some power tweaks and everything that still need to be made but they have been nerfed changes have been made to reduce that but here's 100%. the thing here's the thing though if you look at tournaments it's not the top five are not all shaltari no they're, they're still just the easiest to play with and that's why it's they're still ucm they're still phr they're still scourge you know putty and showings yeah and, and that does come down to, to play frequently skill. yeah yeah i mean it's I, I like to use the drop universe as you know the 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 token balance game out there because it's five factions it's really easy to balance a game when you have five factions to worry about it was even easier when you just had four but then the community's yeah. like we want resistance we want re dave caved and he made resistance so now there's a fifth one i think technically tt combat caved on that one because i'm pretty so, sure that was a louis someone, decision someone caved and we have resistance games yeah. workshop we have ultramarines we have salamanders we have space wolves we have imperial fists we have blood angels we have dark angels we have um, everything but crude, and i'm upset um that's just the space marines you have the armies of the imperium you have you know the imperial guards you have custodies you have knights you have that's not space marines but that's still the the imperium then you have chaos the inch corn you know that's kind of under control because well it's four factions and unaligned that's pretty under control um then you have xenos you know you've got yeah. you know your necrons you're, you know and that one's that one's starting to get out of control because they've been adding to that we have now have voton we've games workshop is popular because they have a flavor for everyone they're like baskin robbins <laughs> but the problem is when you have too many flavors you can't balance you, them you, you can't balance them you know you're gonna have your tuna fish ice cream with chocolate chip that's gonna be gross and it's not gonna work together <laughs> i love this metaphor so much it's so stupid oh i i used it because it makes the, a lot the, of sense the the show iron chef america uh there is a, a japanese chef the, the secret ingredient oh, was trout no 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 not an iron oh. chef he was a challenger oh, okay the, the secret ingredient was trout so he made trout ice cream that's why i said trout ice cream because it is still to this day one of the most revolting things made on that show anyway so i wanted to i wanted to bring this up because yeah like there's multiple sides to this argument oh I mean, yes if you go out and th 
the problem is is that every time something gets nerfed, there will be at least four or five people that bought that item within the last couple of days. So here's, here's the problem. There is no good time to make a change on a game. You're always going to upset somebody. But whenever those changes get made, I can guarantee you that they would not have been made if they did not have to happen. Because guess who has to listen to 90% of all of those complaints? The people that made the change. Yeah. So I'm going to throw this out here as, as to why we see this, right? So Bruce, do you have a set route you go to work on every day? Yeah. Okay. Socks. Same thing. Set, set route, right? Okay. What happens when they do a roadworks and you have to detour half mile one direction, go through a side street where your speed limit is reduced and it's not designed for that traffic flow to get to your ultimate destination. You get grumpy and irritated because you're a creature of habit and your habit has to be changed. I love the fact that the person that doesn't travel to work is the one making this argument. (laughs) (laughs) We're creatures of habit. If you look at what, you know, a wild animal does, they do the exact same thing. Yeah, I know. They do one thing, they do the next thing. We are the same thing. We have learned a rule set for the last year and they were said, your rule set is going to be changing. No, I don't want change. I want my same habit, you know, to go on and on. And that's all it is. Once we get the new thing and we learn it, we like it until we're told to change again. Pretty much. There is a game out there that Shay is talking about, about that, that that's getting a new a new core rule set every day. And, and and Shay, if I can push this product hard enough, I won't. I, I will have new additions every hour if I if I can, <laughs> just to annoy you. He's talking did, about my game because my game is still being tested. And no, obviously, did, every time did, I did test, you, I find problems, <laughs> and then I have to fix things. Did you like my response to that, Bruce? Yes, it was amazing. <laughs> I, I went over and I grabbed my phone because it means that I can see the comments. <laughs> So, um, but yeah, that, that was the discussion. Like, I just wanted to kind of point out that as much as, and don't get me wrong, like, I completely get it. I have been upset by nerfs and stuff. And hell, new edition. There's been sometimes when new editions of games have ruined them. That, that is genuinely something that happens. Legion. Not, well, they're not just Legion. I'm worried about what they're going to do with Armada because they haven't touched Armada for two years since they got it, two and a half years. Uh, it def- it's in desperate need for a second edition, but none of the original game designers for Legion or Armada or X Wing made the transfer over with AMG. No, so they all chose to go back to board gaming, which is what they wanted to do. Yeah. So, well, I mean, go ahead, Suck. Sorry. So, I'm, I'm, I have thousands of dollars of Armada stuff sitting on my shelves right now. I don't, I'm, I'm worried that because of the changes of the way they've made changes for Legion, something drastic is going to happen with Armada and I'm not going to like that game at all when this new edition or whatever is going to come out here later this year, next year, whatever it's going to be, whenever it's going to be. And that thousand becomes a couple hundred. Yeah, no, I, I get that. Um, I think the long story short of this is, you know, we need new additions. Sometimes nerfs are bad. Sometimes nerfs are good. Um, sometimes they're, they're really needed. And like I said, we are, we are creatures of habit. We don't like change. We get into the comfort zone and the comfort cycle yeah. and w- when when someone says this thing you've been doing you're not doing it that way anymore it does upset us until it becomes habitual and and i, and I remember this too it's um i think it takes like 30 days for something to become a habit so mm-hmm. it's going to take 30 days of going over the rules reading the rules learning the Play rules the playing the games for it to become a habit and for you to like it and keep going with it or nope this is not working this is like this now i don't want to play a game like this and walk away from it. And that is definitely something that people can do. Um, and 
you know what? It's something I would encourage people to do because Lord forbid you go out and try and find a game and find out that it's better than what you were already playing. Like dystopian like, wars? Seriously. There are so many games out there. Yeah. Bingo. But, I think ser- I found my new seriously. game. I love this game. Absolutely love it. This was me with Malifaux just after, like when I got to that point where I couldn't stand 40k anymore, I went out there, a friend of mine showed Malifaux and I have, I mean, I haven't played a game of Malifaux in months, but it's been on the top of my list for so long. Yeah. I mean, so, Dystopian Wars, I love, I very much appreciate you guys getting me that box uh, for my birthday. But since since getting it, I've got a local player in the community that uh, is now getting um, his own starter set and stuff like that. He had the old Spartan Games version of the game, but now he's starting to get some new uh, stuff from nice. Cradle Studios. We just taught one of his friends last Wednesday. I taught one of my neighbors down the street from me the game. He's buying a union starter set this week. Our two boys now have, there's, there's five or six players in the local community now. What's in the last month no. since I got this game. So I'm going to throw this out here real quick before I suggest we uh, we move on and wrap it up. Yeah. Uh, what did we yeah. talk about about two or three episodes ago, uh, episodes ago? Hobby burnout? Yeah. Right? Hey, Socks, you don't look burned out anymore. You look excited. You look like you're having fun. Absolutely. Walking Hobby away, is a thing. Walking away from a game that is causing stress because of a nerf, a rule change, whatever. Players. Even if, even if those players. stress points have nothing to do with the game and are just all about you, sometimes walking away can be a really good thing. Yeah. Um, a little thing called Gen Con? Do, do we know yeah. what this is? Yeah. Uh, no. It's some small It's some small event. Nobody really knows about it. It's happening in August, though, from 3rd till 6th. Uh, I'm sure there'll be nobody big there. I mean, it's not like it's this huge event with hundreds of thousands of people that attend it or anything. Uh, PAX Australia is coming up as well. That's from the 6th till the 8th of October. Uh, Northern King Kong still is the best name for a convention I've ever heard. I challenge somebody to come up with a better one. Uh, that's uh, in Yorkshire. There's one that happens in Denver. It's called the the Genghis Kong. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. I think King Kong is still no, 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 just no, 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 it. Yeah. Uh, 24th to the 26th of November. If you have events and you want us to talk about them, let us know in advance. Uh, I, I try to find some, but like seriously, I know that there are events out there that we don't know about. Um, I mean, just friend of the show, uh, Thunderboy, you know, he likes to make sure we know about and let it let people know about uh uh i can't remember the one that he does all the time um that should be coming up at some point too actually yeah, it should yeah. Be. yeah so i mean he's he's, he's always active in that and he you know he makes sure that you know when he has the details we get the details and you know we share it out there you know it's you know mm. we, we have people you know from literally all over the globe listen to us you know if if you want your event out there you know let us know we'll, we'll talk about it reach out to us we would love to hear from you like seriously we'd love to hear from the community more uh you can visit us on patreon but before you do Valhalla Hobby. Valhalla Hobby is the reason we have gettingtabled.com. It's literally the only way we can afford it. Um, if you use code GT2305, you get 5% off any order over $100. Uh, they have a real passion for the niche community. Like, so you will find Bushido, you will find Mantic, you will find Drop Zone, you will find. What was that one? Sorry? Dystopian Wars. Wars. Oh, Bruce. sorry. Yes. <laughs> oh, I didn't um, hear what he said. Uh, and just beyond that, too, like, you know, be- before the discount code, even their prices are already they're, they're more reasonable, reasonable. yeah like uh wayland you know the actual you know distributor they couldn't match the the price that uh valhalla hobby was already giving so yeah so if you're in the united states valhallahobby.com um if you use the code you get a discount we get no kickback from that it's just something that they're giving us for our listeners so by all means go nuts and support the people that support us uh speaking of people that support us if you like what we do please 
consider supporting us on patreon.com slash getting tabled two dollars a month gives you early access to almost everything that we do um and you, can you will notice while we record. yes through our discord uh you can join our discord there is always a link that i share on the screen for discord if you join it you're more than welcome to there is a specific patreon discord channel uh and there is a specific channel for entropy city that is only available to our patreon um entropy city is not a getting tabled project it won't always get the exclusives and the early access to it that will eventually go away uh but because it's part of because i'm part of the community and i appreciate that they support us i share my work with them first uh, and that will continue until i get to a point where it's like okay i need to start pushing this out now um and as bruce mentioned we have the website gettingtable.com to, to, to wait did you get the, the website for the patreon yet or no yes okay so yeah we have gettingtable.com um you'll find all the posts where we're talking about you know where we're pu- publishing it putting it at uh facebook.com slash getting tabled uh youtube where you can find the video edition uh youtube.com slash getting tabled subscribe S- please subscribe um and then email us at gettingtable at gmail.com this is where if you got a tournament comments questions concerns something you want us to talk about send it there we do check it it's a it's it's the most managed mailbox that i think the three of us have probably probably that would make sense <laughs> besides one unfortunately you check your work email really i i have a phone that i have to check on even oh. over the weekends yeah, at I, getting I tabled for twitter and instagram twitch.tv slash jason the bruce if you want to check me out on twitch uh, i've been doing it casually for a bit because of work uh, i will be able to actually start doing it on a more regular basis again sometime soon so yay yay Hooray. thank you folks thank yes, you thank you thank you for patreon for taunting us while we record especially calling out bruce on all of his uh rules changes <laughs> thank you. this is thank what happens thank you thank you thank you for listening to getting table music used in this podcast was created by eric mataris at soundimage.org